Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us T. Renee Smith with iSuccess Consulting. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get caught up with what you got going on. Tell us about iSuccess Consulting. How are you serving folks? Well, iSuccess Consulting, it is a strategic planning boutique management consulting firm. We work with clients on diversity, equity, and inclusion, supplier development, and leadership development and training. And so we are uh, worldwide working with corporations, government, and small businesses. So now, how did you get into this line of work? Were you always kind of passionate about this side of business? So it's funny because um, I remember I started my first company when I was 19, and I was um, interning with Coca-Cola Enterprise and AT&T. And I had great internships with them um, for about three or four years. And I found myself inside these companies at such a young age looking at their strategy, what they needed to do, how they should change it, uh, what pivots they need to make in order for the the businesses or the units to be more successful. So I think I just came here um, really liking strategy and leadership development. So I I really kind of fell into it. I don't think I woke up and I said, this is what I want to do. I just was placed in a situation. I saw a need and um, I had innate skill sets that I developed. And um, I just love working with clients and helping them achieve their goals. Now, when you're working with the clients, and I would imagine this is clients of all kinds of shapes and sizes, is strategy something that they spend maybe too little time on? It just kind of happens and instead of like being methodical and mindful and, and kind of having a purpose around it, it just kind of occurs. It is. So for most clients, um, there, it's not proactive. It's a very reactive uh, strat- reactive. So when something happens and things are falling apart, they're not making the kind of revenue that they want to make, then that's when they look down and say, hey, what is it that I need to do? So that's most clients. You do have some that sit down and they'll plan their strategy for one year or three years in advance. But most of the time with the clients, whether it's a government, corporation, um, small or mid-sized business, it happens when um, everything is falling falling apart or they're not receiving the results that they want. And do you find that you're spending some time with these clients in just kind of getting to the heart of why they exist? Like what's their big why? What is, you know, their true north? What is the the, the outcome that they wish to influence and, and help people attain? Is that part of your work? Absolutely, it is. And that's all within the strategy, really looking at what's your vision for your company, what's your mission, what's your purpose, what is your uh, your promise that you have to your clients. So I think a lot of times companies are focusing on revenue or money. They're focusing on how can they grow their revenue or they're focusing on how they can streamline their operations to save money. And so what we have to say is your revenue, all of that really is tied back to What's your vision? What's your purpose? What's your mission? What is it that you're doing? And so as companies get larger, they kind of a lot of times lose that that North Star of why am I doing this? What is the purpose behind it? And they're focusing more on the uh, executable actions or the tactical items. So one of the very first things that we do is we sit down and we, of course, do a SWOT analysis to figure out uh, what's working well and what's not. But then we say, why are you in business? Why are you doing this? What is the heart and the soul of this business? And what is it that you give to your clients, how you serve them and offer them value, whether it's a product or a service? 
And when uh, I think that that information is critical, especially in times of kind of chaos like we're in now, where there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of disruption. If you don't really, if you're not clear about those things, you could be kind of devastated. It's like if, if your one line of business is now disrupted and you don't have a true north of why you even exist, and it could be kind of a, an end game for you, like it could be over. But if you really are kind of clear, then you have kind of other ways to serve people and then you can survive. And I think that's a great point. And I think in addition to people understanding or businesses understanding their purpose and their North Star, they have to understand what are they good at. A lot of um, uh, businesses, they get caught up in the shiny object syndrome or the Me Too syndrome and really looking at other businesses or looking at what is successful. And then they try to implement in that, that in their business. And that may not be what they're good at. That may not be part of their purpose, a part of what they're supposed to be doing. And so that's why we always have to say, you don't just chase the money. You really have to chase the purpose. You have to chase what you're good at. And so I think in these times, you've had so many businesses that have had to pivot because their purpose or their service or product that they provide because of, you know, everything that's going on now with the pandemic, that it's just not a need for that. And so they're having to go back and really take a hard look and say, what are my skill sets? What are my expertise? What are my uh, experience, my core capabilities and align that with what the market needs right now and what the market is willing to pay for and pivot their business to ensure that they're able to stay alive and to stay afloat. So it is a about your purpose, as well as understanding your skills, your expertise, your capabilities. And I would think that uh, when you kind of start working with a client, then you kind of bring in these fresh eyes and maybe can educate them and, and see things that maybe it's, that's obvious to you, but they can't really see because they're so far in the weeds and maybe they've gone on this kind of rabbit hole uh, tangent that wasn't really part of their North Star that you're able to say, hey, remember, this is why you started this. This is what you used to do. Why don't we get back to kind of some of the fundamentals? And, 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 and you're absolutely right. And one of the biggest things for us is when you bring in an outside consultant to work with you, they're able to see your blind spots. You're so in it. You're so in, in dated, in it. You're so emotionally attached to your business. And you know the amount of hours that you and your team are putting in your business. It's difficult sometimes to, to be able to step away emotionally and detach and really look at it and say, what is the best for um, the bottom line or what's the best for the direction of our business? So when we come in, we have a proprietary process that we take all of our clients through that helps us to be able to identify what are their blind spots, what are their areas of opportunities, what are their threats, what are their weaknesses, and be able to present it to them or help them through this discovery process so that for themselves, they can look at their business objectively, look at the industry objectively, and not make emotional decisions. We have to look at data or we have to look at past history, and then we have to look at the direction that the industry is going in to make sure that we're making sound decisions for businesses to be able to be sustainable. And when you're in the business, sometimes it can be very difficult for you to do that because it's your heart and it's, it's your soul and it's your baby. Now, when you're working with clients and um, you kind of agree on, okay, this is the North, true North or North Star, and this is how we're going to go about this. How do you kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but kind of encourage them to take risks and to try things that maybe they hadn't done because there is a chance of failing. 
But if you're not really pushing, you're never going to really get to the next level, right? So it's a balance of you got to, you know, do the stuff you've always done, but you also kind of have to go out there and take some risks in order to really see what you can become. That is such a great point. I think one of the biggest things that we do for our clients is we help them to understand what is your goal? What is your end game, your end result? What is it that you want to achieve? So once we're clear on what the end goal and the end objective is, now we're able to backtrack and figure out what is the best way to reach that goal. And we do it by looking at the risk, but in mitigating the risk. So I think a lot of people, um, when they think about um, business ownership, they think that that, that these uh, small business owners, they just uh, are adverse to risk. They just take all kinds of risks. They just leap. No, most small business owners, they take calculated risk. And so they look and say, what is the risk involved? How will this risk affect my business if it works out well, if it does not work out well? So we have to go through all the different case scenarios, and then we can make decisions to figure out how do we mitigate that risk before we actually take a step forward. Because if it's a risk that is going to collapse your business, if it doesn't work out, because there's always an opportunity that when you're doing something new, that is not going to work out. So you have to take calculated risk, and you have to go through the process of figuring out what's the the worst case scenario, what's the best case scenario, and make sure that you prepare for either case. Now, in your career, has there been a risk you took that maybe didn't work out that you're willing to share? And kind Oh, of- my gosh. A lot of them, Lee, when I, <laughs> when I tell you, um, I think one of the biggest risks that um, I took, and it was probably about 15 years ago, it uh, ended uh, my company in bankruptcy. I had to file business bankruptcy. I lost everything. It was it was a it was fun. It was crazy because the same day the shares were coming to evict me out of my office space was the same day that my company was featured in Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the top rising companies. But I had taken a risk and gotten into a business partnership um, with someone that offered complimentary services to the business that I did, and I did not do my proper vetting. I did not do my risk calculation. I didn't go through the best case, worst case scenario. And for, you know, as a result of not doing that, I ended up being in a business relationship with someone where we didn't have the same North Star. We didn't have um, the same values. And um, as a result of it, my company closed and I had to start all over again. But I think that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned is that, yes, you can take risk, but it has to be calculated risk and you have to do your due diligence to to determine if this is a risk worth taking or not. And that particular instance, it wasn't. But um, I look at it not as a failure. I just look at it as that was an opportunity for me to learn on really how to do proper risk mitigation. The same thing that I do with my clients today. Right. And that's a lesson. Um, I don't like to look at things as failures or successes, but they're lessons that um, we can move forward and help other people so they don't have to make that mistake. And and I'm a big believer in uh, with the right partner, you can do anything, but you have to uh, kind of do your due diligence. You know, it's a trust but verify kind of uh, thinking, I think. Works best. Absolutely. I think it's a combination when you're a business owner of your, your intuition, your gut, as well as doing your research and proper vetting and due diligence. I think it's a combination of both. Now, uh, recently you wrote a book, The CEO Life. Um, tell us about what kind of compelled you to do that. Was this a way for you to answer a lot of questions you kept getting over and over again? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? It, it, it's a two. It, it, I wrote it for two reasons. Number one, absolutely yes, because the the businesses that I was working with, and even um, the corporate or gov- government um, clients that I had in dealing with their suppliers, it was still it was always the same questions, and so I would find myself answering the same question over and over and over again. And so I wanted to create a a manual or playbook, as I call it, of how you can be successful in building and growing um, your business. That's number one. And then number two, I think that I was at a period in my life where I was working to figure out how can you have success in both your personal life as well as in your business. So I'm married with kids and just, I think, what so many entrepreneurs or small business owners deal with that they don't talk about it. And even even anybody is how can I have success in both and uh, still be sane and not be stressed out. And so I went on a journey of looking for business books out there that taught me both of them. They taught me the, the business savvy and how to um, have success in my personal life. And I didn't find it. And so, of course, as any entrepreneur would do, I wrote the book. I wrote it myself. And um, is there anything you can share from the book? Is there anything you learned, like maybe a, a common denominator or maybe a myth about CEOs that you want to share? So I, I learned a lot. And I, I, I think one of the biggest things that I learned is uh, really what is required in order to be successful. So I think that I often talk about that you have to have the right mindset, you have to have strategy, you have to have accountability. But when I was researching and looking at um, different CEOs that were successful in all kinds of industry, whether it was in corporate, small business, et cetera, they really had several things in common. Number one um, was consistency. I think number two was discipline and number three was perseverance. And that's in any area. So whether you're looking at mastering marketing in business, whether it's strategy, whether it's supply chain, regardless of what it is, you have to have those three areas because business is not going to always work out the way that you want it to work. And I think if most people understood in the beginning what was required to, to run a successful business, most people would not even start one. They just they just wouldn't do it. And so I think that people have to understand that it just takes discipline, consistency and perseverance, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of what industry you're in. You're going to not get knocked down and you have to get right back up. Now, part of um, your journey, I would imagine that you've had people that have helped you, um, whether it may be mentors or maybe it was um, just folks that were encouraging and maybe opened some doors for you. Can you talk about the importance of kind of aligning yourself with the right folks? I think that that is everything in life, whether it's in in business or um, in your career. It, you are a sum total. And, I, and I've heard that I heard this quote and I just love it. You're the sum total of the five people that are around you. So if you don't like where you are in your life, you have to really look at the five people that you're in most contact with that you talk to or that you're around because that is that is who you are. That's who you're going to become. So one of the biggest things that has accelerated the success in my business has been being around the right mentors because they're able to lessen your learning curve. They're able to um, because they're several steps ahead of you. They're able to help you avoid pitfalls. They're able to see the blind spots that you're not able to see, and they're able to help to guide you. And so I remember um, as early as when I started my first company, I've always had mentors. And initially when I didn't have um, the access to mentors, or I didn't have the money to become a part of a mentorship program, books, um, videos, 
they mentored me. And then as I got older and um, got more seasoned in business and I was in different circles, then I was able to have one-on-one contact with the mentors. So I say to anybody, regardless of where you are um, in your business, you have to find a right mentor. And I think sometimes people have a misconception about what a mentor is. I think a lot of people think that it's just going to be a person that's going to pour into your life. But a mentoring relationship, it is a a mutually beneficial relationship where you're helping to pour into their life. You're helping them as far as in supporting and achieving, achieving their goals. And they're doing exactly the same thing for you. So mentorship, the right kind of mentorship really is a two-way street. And it's not just a one way where you're doing all of the taking and they're doing all of the giving. Right. And that's something that uh, young people especially should um, take into consideration. It, it can't always be just about them there has to be some give back in there. even And the give back doesn't have to be anything monumental, but just no. being there and listening and, and doing your best to open doors or whatever you can do and add some insight. Uh, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to do it in the same dollar amount or value wise. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be that. It's just really in your heart. If you have that heart of helping and wanting to give, that goes a long way. And it can be something simple. Are you doing an event that I can come and that I can volunteer and do my time, you know, uh, give my time? I was reading this article and I thought about you, so I wanted to send it to you. So it could be something that is very, very simple. It's just letting them know that you're appreciative of them taking their time to mentor you and anything that they need from you that you are available to help. Right. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about GWBC. How has that organization helped you uh, in your career? Well, GWBC is an amazing organization. I'm a woman entrepreneur, of course, woman business owner. And so to be surrounded by other like-minded women, I think that in itself, because you're in company and you're around people that want to be successful in business, that they're going to put the heart, you know, the the hard work in, in order to be successful. And also the resources that they have as far as the training, uh, the introduction to um, corporate buyers for you to be able to talk about your product products and services, I think that it is invaluable. And so I would encourage any woman business owner out there to become a part of GWBC. Oftentimes, we don't find the support um, that we're looking for in our family, or maybe not necessarily even our, our friends for for about somebody that can understand the journey, because I think that being a business owner, I always say it is a spiritual journey because of the amount of time and effort and commitment that is required. And so just to be in a space around other uh, CEOs and other business owners, I think it is invaluable because sometimes our family and friends, not that they don't support us, they just don't understand the journey and what is required to run a business. Right. You had mentioned it earlier, these blind spots. If you have folks out there that are along in the same journey, maybe not on the same exact road you're on, but it might be a road that has similar pitfalls. They can really open your eyes to things that you don't know. I mean, you don't know what you don't know most of the time. So if you have somebody that's a a little ahead of you in this journey and they can go, hey, watch out for this over here, This, this can bite you, that's helpful. And it's great to have an organization where that's what you're surrounded by. All It's very collaborative. And I think that it's so important, too, because it is a diverse group of 
businesses, a diverse group of industries. So a lot of times we will attract um, people that are uh, in similar industries to us. They may think similar to us. So I think when you're part of GWBC, it just opens your mind up and it opens up your exposure to so many different types of businesses, so many different types of industries to expand you, to stretch you, to help you to grow as a business owner and to help you grow as an individual. Now, um, I know you work with companies of all sizes in, in lots of different industries, but if you were to give advice to uh, maybe a young person that's starting their own thing, what kind of advice along the lines of strategy is kind of the low-hanging fruit that, they, that if they get this right, they're going to have a better chance of success? Well, I think, and I'll get to the strategy in a minute, but I think the one thing that I would say to a, a young person in reference to business is be clear and understand why you want to be a business owner. If it's that you want it because of money or you want it because you just want to um set your own hours, then those are not the right reasons for you to go into entrepreneurship. So I would, number one, say you've got to be very clear on what your reasoning is for going into business, because for most business owners, the amount of time that it takes for you to build a successful business is, is way more than the initial payoff. So I know a lot of people, they start businesses on Monday and by Friday, they want to be, you know, making six figures or a seven figure business. And so it doesn't work like that. So number one, do you have the discipline, the consistency and the perseverance to go through what is required in order to build a successful business? And if you have that, then one of the first things that you need to do is you need to develop your strategy. You need to be crystal clear on what your mission is, what your vision is, what you value, and what you expect from the business. What's the outcome that you want for the business so that you'll know how you want to build? Is it something that you're building to create as a legacy for your family? Do you want to sell it? Or do you want to just have a business um, that pays you enough where you're able to work for yourself? Because depending upon which path you take, it's going to be different things required to build a sustainable business. Now, when it comes to your clients, what is the pain that they're having right before they hire you and your team? So it really, really depends. Um, and I'll tell you the top three. Number one is it's dealing with a team. It's dealing with a dysfunctional team. So you have a leader that's trying to um, achieve certain goals. They're trying to have a collaborative spirit within their team. And for whatever reason, they are not able to to have that. And so one of the biggest things is uh, a team that's in crisis, as I like to call it. That's number one. Number two is when we deal with diversity, equity, uh, and inclusion and accessibility work, that is where um, they're in crisis because some event has happened that uh, has um, brought awareness and attention that their organization is not as diverse and equitable as they thought that it was. And oftentimes, this is something that is negative that has uh, been leaked to the press, um, employees have complained about, or there has been some negative so that's number two. And then number three would be where companies um, that they have not achieved their, their goals, whether it's their um, annual goals, quarterly goals, et cetera. And so uh, a VP or someone is looking at them and they're saying, why have you not achieved these goals? Why have you not reached these benchmarks? And so they'll bring us in to do a, a full strategic plan and an assessment to, under, to identify those blind spots 
that spots as to why they have not achieved those goals and put in a plan of action to ensure that they meet those goals. Well, if somebody wanted to learn more, uh, have a conversation with you or somebody on your team, or even get a hold of your book, what is the best way to find you? Okay. So first you can find me at my website, which is isuccessconsulting.com. That's isuccessconsulting.com. Or you can reach me on any of the social media platforms at isuccessconsult. That's I-S-U-C-C-E-S-S consult. And the CEO life is available where all books are sold. Um, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, anywhere books are sold, you can find the CEO life. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. And this is amazing. Thank you for doing this for GWBC. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.